And on this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Jennifer, who is an award-winning positivity, visualization, and mindset practitioner. She's also a public speaker, a number one bestseller, author, and former British, Welsh, Scottish ice dance champion and international silver medalist. She has combined her 20 years of expertise and now shows you how to effectively communicate and create a positive mindset using her self-developed method, the PEP method, which stands for positivity, empowerment, power of confidence and productivity. She helps to empower and inspire negative, frustrated and anxious mindsets, whether this is through training and workshops or face-to-face. Her passion is to help others understand their own version of positivity and feel confident in their journey in life. She's also helping entrepreneurs to create their own card decks full of expertise and information to empower their clients to take action in life and in business. And her story is all about a positive attitude produces a positive aptitude. So welcome, Jennifer, to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Um, Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, and share your inspirational story today? Hi, absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me this morning. It's really been a pleasure just to be able to share this with you and your listeners and hopefully live them with some sort of inspiration. So I currently do two things, but they are all underpinned by a positive mindset, effective communication method. And the method is about how to understand how to live your life every day through positivity, empowerment, power like inner confidence power and using all of that to be productive the two reasons that i uh, the two ways that i use this is because one way i work with families predominantly families but lots of other people come to me and i help them to turn their family life around with the lots of frustration and all that kind of stuff that goes in and help them to actually hear what each other is saying to each other rather than the interpretation and the other side of my business is where I help people to create cards so these are cards where you can effectively communicate your method your message with your customers that may not be able to afford your services but is all underpinned by clear clarity communication and that kind of thing that's wonderful and what about your story today would you like to share your story of your inspiration yes Absolutely. So today's story I wanted to share with you guys is really about a journey from feeling like you're rock bottom and coming up to the top. But it's not like an X Factor sub story. You know, we've all heard them and that, you know, what I want to try and give you guys is actually that inspiration that you can actually turn it around yourself, that you've got that power within you. So when I was 18, very young, 18, very naive, I was actually made homeless by my own parents. And despite, despite feeling on top of the world at the time, thinking, yeah, no problem, right, I'm on it, let's go. 
And I had my boyfriend at the time really trying to salvage the pieces of shipwreck that it, that it you know, could have looked like. I was on my way out the door like, um, yeah, what's that character? You know, suck on his back, the little mouse, I can't think what it's, danger mouse, you know, right, next, next mission, let's go. <laughs> because that was my mindset at the time. And that mindset had sort of been developed through, I guess, a lot of different skating journeys, which was a huge part of my, my life growing up as a child and on the ice, in the cold ice rinks. And the desire to, I guess, keep going and really compete and achieve in my journey. So I'd got to this 18 year old where I was ready to go, like, let's do it. And it kind of was a bit of a slippery slope from there on because homeless 18 years ago wasn't what homelessness is now, but it's still not having a roof over your head. And it's that understanding of actually where do you go and I kind of quickly soon realized this what what on earth am I doing with my life what on earth am I doing with my journey like what is the meaning of this world and this life anymore because I didn't have those people around me who I thought were going to always be there but what I did have was a handful of very good friends who would either put me up in their home they'd pay for me to go and stay in a hotel I have slept in the back of vans um you know anywhere that I could rest my head but the difference was that actually there was people around us that might not have been able to you know house me for the six months seven months eight months that I needed but they were there at the end of the phone so this journey kind of then took me on the path of trying to figure out what on earth I'm about what on earth am I here for like what's my mission and being brought up in a very affluent area a very wealthy family we didn't really want for anything to then be at the other end of the scale where actually I had nothing and I didn't know how to start I didn't know really how to get a job how to start my own business it, it was a really scary point of my time my life and when I got to seven eight months I think of having no home it was my boyfriend's grandparents that actually um, first put me up and then it was my grandparents that helped me find a home. And I genuinely don't think that I would be where I am now without the help of our grandparents um, because they, they genuinely just scooped me back up and they, they didn't have the space in their home, but they were there. So when I then turned 19, I had my first child. And I had all of the teenage pregnancy remarks. I had the, you'll ruin your life. You'll never get anywhere. You won't do anything. I had it, I'd literally, if you've heard it, I had it thrown at me from family and a handful of my friends. But what that actually did was it made me more determined and it made me a little bit more, I guess, digging my heels in, but in my way, not in anybody else's way. And I'd gone through this phase where I'd always been a bit of a rebel at school. I'd always been that, that child who would push the boundaries, would break the rules, would, you know, create a bit of a, a stir to see, you know, the, what could come out of it and where could we go with this. But I got to the point where I didn't even know, 
I didn't know what to do with myself because I didn't know where to go. So when I'd had my son, I'd almost like broken the biggest rule of not being married and being a teenager who was pregnant. So I was a government statistic and I was most definitely labelled as the black sheep of the family. But actually through that, it opened a new door to me. I hadn't skated for about three years. But when I'd had my son and he was seven months old, I actually went back to skating properly, like proper full-on training. And I would take him to the rink and come hell or high water, I was down that rat ice rink training. I'd secured a home through the help of my grandparents and the, I was in a hostel at, at, the, at the end of my nine months of homeless journey, I ended up in a hostel for pregnant uh, teenagers and pregnant women. And they then helped me to find my own independent house. So life was kind of starting to look upwards a little bit. And when I went back to skating, it was a really welcoming um, area of being able to go back into because I was still in that not caring about what anyone thought, but I was still in that I really don't know what direction I'm going in. So everybody was so helpful and they would literally come around and be like you know let me let me help look after your son and um, everyone everyone wanted to hold the newborn baby <laughs> or they were seven months so it's a bit more of a wriggler <laughs> but everybody wanted to hold the newborn baby you know the baby that was cute and, and it was great because it actually meant that I could go and skate and get my training back in and really start to make headway and I had a bit of a wobble moment I knew that I wanted to go back into competitive skating but I had no idea how I was actually going to do it so in between my three two and a half three year of going back into real competitive training um, I'd actually considered moving from Manchester over to Blackburn to go and train with some coaches who I had had training from previously but also who I'd known from growing up competing at my original ice rink as a child. One of those coaches actually then became a judge on Belton on Ice in later years. So I was looking at training, you know, some really high quality coaches. But it really dawns on me that sometimes we can't see what's already in front of us. Sometimes, you know, we can't see what we already have. And that was a massive light bulb moment when I actually realised that right in front of me, in my ice rink in Manchester, was one of two at the time top level five coaches and level five is the highest you can get in the UK. I already had the best coach in front of me. I didn't need to up sticks and move and make my life any harder than it already was as a single parent. I didn't need that. So I'd gone through finding my home through homelessness. I'd gone through having a child. Whilst I'd gone back to my skating, I then had another arrow to my side, which was going through domestic violence. So my home life, as it were, with my son and my and his dad at the time, I endured three years of quite serious domestic violence. The police were on first name terms. It was really hideous. And I lost count the court dates, the court visits, the hospital visits that we had to go through, the loopholes that I had to jump through, the questioning whether I was actually good enough to be a mother myself. Um, it was a rather hideous time, but it was a really quite, it was quite, I guess, emotional to go through it, to have your parenting questioned when you're a young 19 year old with your first child, to 
not only have this passion in wanting to go forwards and compete in a lifelong sport that you've been involved in, but then to actually have your ability as a mother be brought into it. And that started to spill over into the whole of my life where if I'm having my mother mothering ability questioned, am I actually capable of being me? Am I capable of going back into competing? Everything started to question. I did still have a little bit of stubbornness, as I was once called, <laughs> inside of me. I wouldn't call it stubbornness, I would call it determination now, because I genuinely think that that's the one tiny little chink that kept me going. So I'd managed to pull away from my domestic violence situation, reconciled a few differences with my parents and moved in and they supported me through my skating my return to skating shall we say but through this whole journey it was like I'm sure you can hear you know it's an up down up down it's like such a roller coaster ride and something inside me was like you've got to believe you've got to believe that you can do this and I'll never forget the day that I guess that moment happened which was when I was and I can see it in my head as I'm talking. I was on the ice against the barrier with a young man who I still know very well. And, you know, he's, he's doing amazing things in America with the ice skating world. And he said to me, you'll never win. And this spark inside of me was a real, like, you have no idea. Oh, my days, you don't even know who I am anymore, you know. He was like, you'll never win. You've got this girl coming up from juniors. She's won everything. She's done this, blah, blah, blah. And I would just remember him talking, and he had no belief, and that part of me suddenly came alight. And I just thought, I absolutely am. Like, I, I have come through being homeless, being a teenage mum. I've gone back to my training. I've worked my absolute backside off to be able to afford to be independent and, and live and support myself and my son. Like, this is a breeze. I can do this, like, hands down. And it was that moment on me that something inside of me clicked. And it was, and I didn't realise, I guess, at the time what I was doing because I can see it now, and um, now, you know, you learn the techniques and methods, the formulas and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't realise at the time that I was surrounding myself with people who lifted me up. I was surrounding myself with winners. I was surrounding myself with champions, you know, with competitors who made, 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 made it to Olympic level, world level, European level, who went through Grand Prix and international competitive sides. I was surrounding myself, I was training at the same time that they trained. I was going to the gym while my son was at school and I was only training at the times when I knew other really motivated people were in the gym. I didn't realise that actually that's how, you, that's how you get to where you need to get to. I didn't realise, I just was like, no, this feels good, this feels right, I feel really uplifted and empowered. But I didn't realise that actually what I was doing was surrounding myself with what effectively is the five people that had the most amount of influence on my life, which wasn't being at home. It was being surrounded by people who were moving with that direction that I wanted to move in. So going through that process and spending those two years competing, working like a trooper on the ice, six o'clock till 10 in the morning, back home, I, was, I didn't drive at the time, so I was on the train and the bus, like, you name it, I got it to try and get, if I could get my feet on the ice, where there's a will, it was definitely away with me. And 
it got to two years of training and I'd done one competitive season. And I could have, I had a wobble, not only just on the ice, but I had a mental wobble because we'd gone to compete in Scotland and you get some judges who were very uh, biased. They will put their skaters, their Scottish skaters or their Welsh skaters or the, the Slough was another one. If anybody, you know, used to compete 20 years ago in Slough you would, and you were from the north, you were really hedging your, your bets if you were even going to get placed. And you just have little pockets where the judges will could come together. And it was, a, it was a competition that we were doing. It, it was in Scotland and there was adult skaters who had been placed way, way, way above me. And we'd had an accumulation of judges from across the UK and I had one first position, one second position, two fifths and a sixth <laughs> and you can see from that there was absolutely no continuity and from that I was actually placed I think second or third in the way that it all worked out. <laughs> the guy that came first went well I wasn't expecting that <laughs> And it just really highlighted that actually, how, how much do I want to do this? You know, how much is my passion in this? Do I, do I really want to go back and compete for another year? So I went from the Scottish to the national championships, which is the whole of the UK, the, the British championships. And I placed second in the whole thing. And I literally had had a wobble on the ice and I was kicking myself over it. But actually it came to that point in the season where, I had gone back to, I'd got my college, um, my college grades, I'd got an offer on the table, I'd got an unconditional prime school teaching degree offer on the table, like it was there, no matter what my grades were, it was there. But I'd also got the opportunity to go back and compete for a second year. And I was sat there and I remember sitting with my college lecturers and I was like, I don't know what to do. Can I combine them both? Can I do both at the same time? And they're like, you're mum first and then you're competing and you're looking at doing a three-year degree. And I sort of went, yeah, like no idea how much work would actually be involved. But it got to the point where I, I just thought something has to go. I'm only going to get one shot to go back into competing. My son at the time was nearly three, yeah, he was nearly three. And going into university would have been a whole full-on, it was a full-time degree, it wasn't part-time, you know, it would literally have taken up the whole of my time. I would not have, I would either, something would have given join, you know, join the journey. So I deferred my primary school teaching degree and I opted to go into my skating for that final season. And I was like, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And nothing could stop me. I was like, like woman possessed, I guess. It's probably one of the best descriptions you could give. You know, nothing was going to stop me. And it was literally head down, keep going. And it was that everything that my business is now based on, you know, that positivity, everything that I did made me feel positive. But those people that I surrounded myself also aided that positive mindset. I empowered myself because through everything that I did for my training, there was reason to everything. Every exercise I did on the ice, every exercise I did off the ice in the gym, there was a reason why I was doing it. Um, around all of this, I would be still doing uh, pickup from school and football because he started football when he was little, all that kind of stuff. 
but there was a reason to everything that I did because I just had so much focus and because everything had focus and reason I had that confidence that I knew it was going to work and if something was plateauing if some if an exercise I wasn't getting any stronger or fitter or faster or more agile because that's all the skills that you need on the ice I would go back research it right let's change the fitness exercises like it was so so in in such in detail I guess that I look back and I just I, I inspire myself I don't know whether don't know how that sounds when I say that but like I inspire myself because it's a part of my life where I had so much passion and determination that it's almost like if I'm mirroring where I was and I'm moving forwards I'm improving myself because I know how much time and effort I put into that you know that achievement that I did end, end up getting and it did result in that achievement because that final season nothing stopped the possessed woman on the ice <laughs> the, the woman of a two and a half year old who won every single qualifier I won all six qualifiers that, that the UK had to offer Scottish champion Welsh champion national champion adult national champion because I was also over 21 so I could have um, the opportunity of applying for entering that as well and I finished that season and somebody turned around to me and said what next and I was like I've done it <laughs> it's that I've done it like that's everything I set my mind to and I was kind of like I don't know like oh um I hadn't thought <laughs> so when I'd finished that competing I gave myself that time to take time out but what it did was it gave me the time to enjoy what I'd reached and you know really given myself but also it's totally given me the backbone to my whole life my mindset now the, the mindset my kids have now is like I've seen my son's mindset in the last four years go from hospital bed never wanting to play football to playing semi-pro professional rugby now you know that's the power of your mind and the message and the inspiration I really really want you know you guys to take away from this is that no matter how much somebody says you can't do it you've always got to just look within and decide like is that what you want you know we're not on a journey of challenges we're on a journey of opportunities for us to grow and that small tiny fraction of my life which only spanned maybe three four years where it was like bam 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 you know brick wall after brick wall but it gave me the strength to know, like that power inside me to know that actually everything I need is already somewhere <laughs> layered up inside my soul and I've just got to find it. And that's, that's I guess, like my journey of, of why I am where I am now, but also why I'm so passionate about that mindset for life, you know, that changing mindset and understanding that if you can communicate with yourself um, you can communicate with anybody because if you're not clear in your direction your self-talk has no clarity so whether you're working with a family or you have a family or you know you have you don't know your journey and you're trying to sort of muddle through <laughs> life is complicated as it is <laughs> it's that clarity in your own self-talk that you've got to find well, thank you so much. Uh, your story has just been absolutely <laughs> amazing. I was kind of like, 
on the edge of my seat listening oh, to it and it's so it is so inspiring and do you know what I love I love that you you you're now at the ability to actually see your own inspiration because a lot especially me listening to podcast after podcast which I feel so honored to do so many people don't even um see the 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 mindset that they've had or the strength and the internet like um belief that it takes to do all these things so I absolutely love that you are your own inspiration because I think that is what we all need to be we all need to find that uh, within us and know and I echo what you say is that we have absolutely everything that we need within us yeah. we just sometimes have to find it it's like a little Trevor trail you know like we do it is and it's like where's that last piece yeah. we definitely do have it um and I just want to say where can people find you then I mean oh your, your details will be below but where can they find them you can find me on social media if you just type in Jennifer Barnfield, you will find you'll find a lot. <laughs> but you will find me. Brown curly hair, you can't miss me. And sometimes if you type in Pep Talks or the Pep Method, and Pep is spelled P-E-Double P, like a Pep Talk, but you've got to be productive with it. <laughs> that's my that's that ethos. <laughs> and you will find me. You can't miss me. But LinkedIn, so um, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, I'm on the platforms and if I can connect with you guys and inspire you then absolutely amazing. Amazing. So we'll leave it there and I just want to say thank you again Jennifer and we will say goodbye to our listeners. Thank you guys. Thank you Sam. Thank you.